Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 260 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Hello, Master Chief. <laughs> Cortana's not English. <laughs> You know, I watched it. It's funny. I watched the trailer like the quick 20 seconds right before we started. I was like, I'm going to nail this. <laughs> she, she's got an American accent. Oh, dude. my God. <laughs> uh, you know, ever go into something so confident? I was like, I got this. <laughs> Woo. Swing and a miss. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's, that's a way to start. 260, y'all. That's, that's, that's the, definitely the way to start the show. Well, welcome, everybody. We appreciate you all hanging out uh, with us tonight. I'm not feeling great, so if you hear any shaking things, I forgot my water upstairs, which is very annoying, but I do have my medicine down here. So I apologize if in the middle of the show you hear a little click clacking. That's just me taking my meds because uh, I'm just wait, not you, feeling Wait, wait, wait. You, you could take just the pills like you don't need water? Oh, these are rapid melts on the tongue. Oh, oh gotcha. I was yeah, going to say, I, I, don't, I could. I need water if I'm. Um, I do not know. I don't need water generally, though. For like, depends. Jesus. If it's the capsules, I don't. But if it's the oh like chalky pills, yes, I do. But like, I take my stomach medicine every day. I maybe use water once every two weeks. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just that's how I roll. I'm a You're boss. An animal. I'm a boss. Uh, welcome everybody. We got a big show for you tonight, and I mean really, really, really big. It's a lot of fun. So we're gonna start with our picks of the week. We got trivia: one point five for Sam, one for me. Start with our with the Disney Plus Day announcements that happened the day the pod dropped last week. Tons of stuff. Now, caveat it with a lot of it was updates on things they already announced. So our top three this week is going to be our top three favorite announcements from Disney Plus Day, and we try to stick to new announcements, things that weren't around before. Um, you know, if, if something got a new trailer, well, that would count, but I just want to put the caveat there. Apologies in advance. If something on either one of our lists was announced last year, maybe we forgot about it, whatever the case may be, but that's where our top three is going to lie. Our top three favorite things from Disney plus day, 2021. That's, what's going to kick off the show. We'll go into movies where we have the Spider-Man no way home trailer. Number two impressions. We're not going to crop anybody out of ours, but no, we're, we're not going to not see Lizard get punched in the face. We're not going to say that. But we're going to have a lot to say about that trailer. Very excited for that. Uh, A bunch of other things in movies we'll get to when we get to it. But in TV, the review for Cowboy Bebop as that show is available as you're listening to this podcast on Netflix. We got our first little teaser, and it is very teasery, of the Halo series coming to Paramount+. Plus. That's what Sam attempted to do, Cortana, (laughs) uh, in the open there. But Cortana apparently has a cup of tea. Instead of, you know, a beer. I don't, I have no clue where I was going there. Uh, we, we have uh, a story about Netflix and the last blockbuster in America. Ironically, the thing that killed blockbuster. So we'll talk about that in TV before Sam takes it over in gaming, where we have the review, the definitive review for the Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. Um, not great. I have my impressions of Halo Infinite's multiplayer as the rumors were true. They did drop it almost a full month early. They call it a beta, but we all know what you're at. It's the full release. You can even buy this, the battle pass. Come on, 343. So I'll talk about my impressions of Halo Infinite. Got about 15 matches in over the last four days. So I do have some decent impressions. I did get to play on every map, all 10. Um, 
So I do have, I have impressions there. We'll go to our favorite segment every month, the NPD for October, which is the best-selling games of last month. Love that segment. Uh, Sam has a story about Dragon Ball, The Breakers, and an update to something we talked about a week or two ago, Multiverses, a Warner Brothers fighting game. No, they weren't lying. It's real. And the roster is even weirder than I would have thought. Yeah, never, never in a million years would I have guessed this character. Sam, what are you taking us home with this week? Is it a WADA again? This week is a weekly water. Sound, sounds good, but let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. All right, right off the bat, I'm not gonna lie. My pick of the week it's it's not it's not like excellent. It's not. It's, I wouldn't even say it's great, but I I got nothing else. So it's, it's all I got. I'm not, guys. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw shit at the wall. I'm gonna hit you with, with honesty. Tiger King two. Let's go. I started. No, I'm absolutely kidding. <laughs> but uh, me and Kelly Netflix we saw Red Notice. Oof, it's, I, I have I couldn't finish it, man. I couldn't finish. And it. and again, and I'm I'm gonna right off. And I said before I said it, it yeah. it's not a great movie. It's, it's a pick of the week if you have time. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's it's a movie that you watch one time, and and that's it. You know what you're getting. You're getting Ryan Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. The Rock is the Rock. He's been the same person since he's been in Jumanji. Probably the same movie, The Jungle Cruise. He's the same guy. He's almost wearing the same clothes. I'm, I'm almost convinced it's the same guy. The whole thing. He, he never changes. Gail Gadot, she's good. Again, some of the comedy hits. A lot of it falls flat. But this story, basically, two thousand years ago, Mark Anthony gives Cleopatra three bejeweled eggs. They go missing. Two are found in 1907, and one remains lost. And so, basically, the Rock's a, an agent, try, basically trying to catch both of these art thieves in the act and obviously it doesn't go as planned and it's you know the director raw was it ralston marshall thurber who directed you know dodgeball were the millers central intelligence i i went in this movie just i don't know i wasn't expecting anything and and basically me and kelly got done we're like it was okay it was just okay that you 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 all two hours of your life was was taken up and you're like was it enjoyable you're like "Eh." You look at each other, you're like, it wasn't, yeah. You know, someone, yeah. Out there, someone out there enjoyed it because they're probably going to make a second one. There, I mean, okay. That and, many people watched it. I mean, it's got, let me see. It's got a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes and Oof. a 92% audience score. Yeah, there you go. So the people like it for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it, it broke every, you know, the every record was the most watched, you know, movie ever on Netflix in one day. I think the weekend it broke that record too. I don't even know. But I, this, I think this was just a money grab because I think, Johnson, Gale, and Ryan were all paid like $20 million for this movie. The budget was $200 million, so I would say almost half of it was their salary. Um, it, it, you're going to get a second one. I, as, as, if they do see it, I, sadly I'll see it because I like, I, like I like all three actors. I, I'm, I'm a schmuck. If you have Netflix and you want to see Ryan Reynolds be Ryan Reynolds and The Rock, and it's, it's Red Notice. <laughs> with flying colors he recommends I'm, okay, I'm honest I, i'm not gonna you know he said it was a rough week i didn't get to watch or do too much so like this is what you get dude i i've been paid that's all so i got guys the Go pick of the me. week has become what did i watch this week like that's what it's it was like the only thing <laughs> it's all good um i only watched like two things and one of them, like they're going to both be on the list eventually. Like they were both good enough to be picks of the week. But my pick, actually three. I started Shang Chi. That's actually pretty good. 
Um, oh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's now on it's on Disney Plus now. So you know, if so facto, I checked that IMAX version out. Um, it's it's I'm about halfway through it. I really like it so far. So that's not my pick of the week. However, my pick of the week, I went back into the vault. I have been super nostalgic lately, and I've been like listening to a lot of the bands I used to listen to growing up. This Providence like came on randomly on YouTube when I fell asleep. One, I'm sorry, not on YouTube. Uh, if I plug my headphones in, my iPad does this weird thing where Apple Music automatically starts playing. Apparently, it's a thing. Apparently, you can't fix it. Um, you got to get like lucky. So I Googled it to high heaven. No one can tell me how to fix it. So like, I just got to kind of deal with it when I plug my headphones in. <laughs> and so instead of this Providence, I've been listening to them a lot. I plugged it in a couple nights ago. And you know what popped on was Ellison. Oh, and brother, like I forgot, I didn't forget how oh, much no, you can never forget. I know I didn't forget how much I love them, but it brought me back to like 2012 when I wrote this long diatribe that every year me and you like would like on our memories um, to them. And I was like, <clears throat> I'm your biggest fan. And Sam Toro is your second biggest fan. And that, <laughs> you remember that big, long Facebook diatribe I wrote to yeah. them? I remember, and he, he, he didn't he get back to us. I think he did. Yeah. yeah, he actually worked at the same company I work for. Yeah, so like I could have very creepily looked him up on our on our thing, like the same with a drummer from a band we love. And I, <laughs> I, I might have looked him up to make sure it was them, but I haven't actually sent them an IM because that would probably break protocol. Um, it's so, not work. <laughs> but like I've been, I've been, I would love to have him on Josh Hill from Ellison. Uh, I would love to have him on the show at one point. That's like a uh, dream get. Yeah, that's definitely like a, what's the word I'm looking for? A bucket list, if you will. And so Ellison is this band I used to listen to back in 2005. And uh, I found out about them through pure volume back when that was actually a thing. Just out of nowhere, they put out a song called uh, Joanna, Open Your Eyes. I listened to it on the way to Chicago, went and found a Tower Records in Chicago. Uh, they had one copy of the new CD that just came out. And that was uh, Say Goodnight, Sleep Alone. And I've been in love for 16 years. So um they I can only, it is a fantastic record. It, it, it still holds up to this day, dude. And so they only released three things. Uh, they released a, a random single too, but they only released three albums, two LPs and an EP, Sega Night Sleep Alone, then an EP, Color of Compassion in 2008. And in 2012, Brighter Than Sunlight was their last LP. And I worked at, I worked in the mobile space, we'll say, back at that time. And in between customers, I had it on my phone constantly. And I was just always listening to it. The song Brighter Than Sunlight is fantastic. And I would imagine you've never heard of this band. But Sam and I can both tell you, they are so absolutely phenomenal. And that's this is not an emo band or a pop punk band. I think this is more just like a good alternative rock and roll band. Um, with yeah, like, emo, right. I would say like they're more emo than anything. But his, uh, it's, his, his it's voice one. Too, it's one band that I wish I got to see live. Yeah, I did that's, not get to see him. Like we got to check off the audition, which we never thought we would, and like yeah. we've done that. But Ellison and Self Against City are still the two bands that I, I never will see that I never got to see growing up, and that's that's sad in every. I mean, way. hey, you never know. Maybe they do like a, a 15, 20 year anniversary. You never know. Well, every time I have a band as my pick of the week, we always have a couple listeners that send us screenshots of them listening to it. Or like whatever. And I've never gotten a bad thing. Like when I did Chunk No Captain Chunk, multiple people reached out on social media and to me personally were like, yo, this slaps. So I Love recommend that, that if, if you trust me to make a music selection to you, that is three minutes of your life. And if you don't like it, go back. Listen to Joanna Open Your Eyes from Ellison or like Hoping for More or Brighter Than Sunlight. Like those three songs 
will get you kind of like as the gateway into the band and then you'll just fall in love with the rest of it leaving tomorrow is my favorite song ever by them um fantastic so yeah sam can ignore four when when sam can agree with me on something you know it's good when both of us liked it like that's just where it is i I might i might have to fucking play this record after the old pod (laughs) dude that's good yeah that'll be what i'm editing to Patriots, Falcons, and Ellison. That'd be sick. Uh, but everybody, please go listen to Ellison. They haven't made a record in almost a decade now. If Maybe they see their Spotify jump up. They're like, oh, you know what? There's still people out there. Yeah, let's, let's tour the world let's, again. Let's tour the world. <laughs> let's do an outdoor show in Philly, but when it gets warmer out. And then there you go. Sam and I can finally go see him. There you go. Ellison is my pick of the week. Sam, Red Notice, kind of his pick of the week. It's like his thing I watched this week. Take it with a grain of salt. 1.5 to 1 for trivia. Sam, hit me with your question. All right, brother. I'm up 1.5. All right, here we go. Initially, D, what color (laughs) were Kratos' tattoos going to be in the first God of War? Red. Am I right? Incorrect. They were originally going to be blue, uh, but I believe it was. I think it was David. Was it David Gaffey? Maybe David I'm wrong. Jaffe. For the last last minute decision, they changed it to red. So it, red wasn't even in my goto. I, like, nah, I won't even trick them. So you never know. I didn't even know they were red. I forgot. Actually, no, I totally knew that one. My. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe I just thought you said what color are his tattoos, and I'm just out there right now. Gotcha. <clears throat> just, just wild thinking. That's why I said it initially. I, I, I really hit that word. Did I just went for it tonight? I'm just, as you can all tell, I'm trying to move the show along tonight. You know, and I, mean? I apologize got, for slowing it down. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we got, we got to talk about the Spider-Man trailer in a few minutes. So I know it's not going to be the shortest show in the world. But my, my question is about Ellison. What city is the band Ellison based out of? Oh, shit. I don't know. Um, Ellison, Ellison. I don't remember where you were based out of. I don't. Shit. We always said it wouldn't be too long of a drive. I know. I, that might have taken off one of my choices. <laughs> I might have just th- given you choices of three. I think I had. All right, let me hear the answers. Let me see if I can just get it. Is it Pittsburgh? Is it Chicago? Is it Detroit? Or is it Cincinnati? Pittsburgh. Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. God They're man. all within 12 hours to drive. Yeah. So it really shit. isn't too, too long. We just stay in a hotel overnight. We'll I, was, I was thinking Ohio. Was like, I think that's May, ain't it? So. Uh, no, that's Hawthorne Heights. Ohio okay. is for lovers. Um, Cincinnati is Ellison. And as a matter of fact, how about this for a random, wacky like piece of knowledge, Sam, about Ellison? Do you know that JT from Hawthorne Heights started a record company and signed Ellison? They were like his big find. Holy shit, small I, world. And when we interviewed Hawthorne Heights and I sat right next to him and I could have asked him about it, I forgot on the spot and didn't Regrets. ask him anything about it. Biggest I regret. Bro, biggest regret I have during all 50 of our interviews is that question I never asked him. God damn it. So JT, if you're listening, which you're not, uh, please just, just <laughs> I'm going to tweet you next and just one, ask. Next, one. next like, one. What was it like to find Ellison? Because I love those dudes. Uh, but there's that. Um, all right, let's move into it, Sam. Uh, our first story of the night, we got Disney Plus Day last week. Like we said, tons of stuff happened. I got a rundown of a lot of things. Um, comic book did a really nice recap. Now, again, a lot of it are is updates to like things that happened already. Some of it is new announcements. And then some things that we haven't seen before either got new footage or debut footage so i'm gonna really quick and i mean really quick run through all of it 
super quick. And then what we'll do is at the end of it, we'll just do our top three. And if there's anything left over, then we'll talk about like the things that stuck out to oh, us. Sounds good. I just want to run through it real quick. So the cheaper by the dozen Disney plus show got a release window of March, 2022 uh, disenchanted, which is a sequel to the movie enchanted got a release window of fall 2022 on Disney plus. Actually, we just watched the first one because it came, became available on Disney plus day and it's pretty good. Diary of a wimpy kid will start streaming this December 3rd on Disney plus. That is the, uh, the new series it's animated. Um, let's see. I'm sorry. It's a movie, not a series. Um, let's see what else we got. Diary of a wimpy, Diary of a wimpy kid. Roderick rules is going to be a new animated diary. Of a wimpy kid series. Um, Chip and Dale, the rescue Rangers got announced for a reboot with Andy Samberg and John Mulaney, which is pretty wild to think about. The Beatles get back, got some incredible footage. Um, they showed an official clip there. Better Nate oh, than what? I forgot about that one. Yeah, me too. It wasn't let, on my let list. Me, let me cross off the old <laughs> number three <laughs> and make the addendum because I forgot too. Believe me, it's just dude. It's there my there was like over like thirty things announced. I went on the list and I, I I guess it wasn't on the list. I completely forgot it. Have to change my list. Better Nate than ever whatever that is don't really care hocus pocus 2 got a window for fall 2022 and they showed a photo of the original cast back in the makeup the pinocchio series we already talked about last week's matter of fact that's fall 2022 the ice age ice age adventures of buck wild will premiere january 28th 2022 on disney plus that is a movie uh for you ice age fans sam's favorite sneakerella uh, <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! A man. gender flip Cinderella tale will premiere on Disney Plus February eighteenth. So everybody knows Sam's excited for that one. The Proud Family coming back with Louder and Prouder, a new series. Uh, they haven't been around since the two thousands. That will start in February of two thousand twenty-two. Actually, pretty cool there. High School Musical three. <clears throat> I'm sorry, High School Musical the series season three got announced. That'll come in two thousand twenty-two. The Spiderwick Chronicles. Baymax from Big Hero 6 is getting his own animated series or its own animated series beginning summer 2022 on Disney Plus, of course. Zootopia Plus, a new short form series that's coming in 2022 to Disney Plus. Tiana, which is about the main character from Princess and the Frog, that series is coming. It's a long form musical series coming 2023. So that one's going to be pretty awesome. I'm definitely excited for that because Holy No Loves. The Princess and the Frog, and she loves Zootopia. Cars on the Road, actually coming back. Lightning McQueen and Mater are going to be, uh, Larry the Cable Guy and Owen Wilson are coming back to reprise their roles. That's going to be in 2022. Win or Lose is a thing that I don't know about. Hawkeye got some stuff. Then we got some big hitters. Moon Knight got no window, no season, but it did get a little bit of a teaser trailer. We'll stop here. What'd you think? I mean, right off the bat, I would say I definitely got. Well, even before I got, before I even get there, I didn't expect like Mark Spector to have kind of that accent. So that kind of threw me a little bit for that quick. That's second. just one of his personalities. Yeah, again, so that was okay. That that's then the event, um, like separating each. You know, he like just said each of his personalities. But I loved his his Moon Knight voice. Was you know just like a Batman esque voice, just to 
to do it. I, I thought the little bit that you kind of see of his suit, I thought looked good when he just beating the shit out of somebody in that bathroom, which gave me total daredevil vibes, which I'm sure you would probably agree. Yep. Um, there was the one shot of him jumping off rooftops of the moon, which was from uh, one cover. I, I forget which run it was of Moon Knight, but I know that was right, right from that. Um, I have a feeling that, um, what's his name? Ethan Hawke is going to want to be playing the Sun King. Who I'm not, I wasn't really a fan of that run. That was actually Max Bemis's run. I have a feeling that's the route they're going. But I kind of hope that they, they change it last second. But the way it's the description is, I'm pretty sure that's that's going to happen but regardless i'm looking forward to see what uh what could be done it was only like a 30 second teaser but you got enough to know he's got multiple personality disorder you heard the multiple voices you saw the mirror where he would walk by it but the his other personality stayed in the mirror to look back like it was that kind of haunting dark theme i like that it's a dark show it seems like they're not going to play it for the kids even though we both know moon knight is definitely not for the kiddos it's nice to see Disney Plus going in that darker route where the adults have something to watch besides The Simpsons. Uh, so definitely looking forward to it. It was a wonderful little teaser. It gave you everything you need to know. You saw Moon Knight in a suit, albeit for a brief split second. You got Oscar Isaac in there, so you have an idea of what he looks like, how he sounds. Like you said, you saw Moon Knight very vague, like very briefly jumping from rooftop to rooftop. It just looked like it was done very well. I'm very, very excited for that one. We also got an announcement of X-Men 97, an animated original series based off of the original cartoon coming 2023. This was definitely a surprise. What do you think? Oh, I I don't think anyone. I I know there was like rumors of here, like, you you know, we had the revival kind of like Batman animated series of them kind of redoing it in in 97, which was when I think it what I think when it ended in. I think it was like September, like the nearly the end of 97. So to them to continue with it, to have some of the original voice cast coming back. So, I mean, who's not excited? Well, obviously, it's one of the best intros of all time. Like not even just like animated. It's so iconic. So we just got to wait a little bit. 2023. Can't wait. Definitely a long wait, but definitely, I think, going to be worth it. Um, very few animated projects get me up out of my seat. This was one of them. I, like you said, the X-Men opening is not just animated iconic it is iconic for all tv openings right up there with home improvement uh she hulk got she hulk also got a little bit of a teaser we saw mark ruffalo in it as smart hulk uh what'd you think i mean the little bit we got i'm i'm here for it i'm, I'm going to see it no matter what uh you know what you saw her like her legs and she definitely went to the she did not skip leg day definitely went to the gym that jennifer walters she she grew a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm interested. I, I think that's going to be six episodes also, and I'll be interested to see if they kind of tie in more of you know if they bring back Charlie Cox if he does come back of him being a lawyer and her being a lawyer and kind of you know a way of tying in all them like you know all the Netflix shows to bring him into the MCU. Yeah, plus the Abomination making a return from She Hulk. I'm sorry, She Hulk from Shang Chi going in. It's just like all these characters making different appearances all over the place. It's just yeah. really nice to see that. So um, very excited. It looked really good. Again, a quick 30 seconds, not really much to chew on, but enough to give you a little bit of a little bit of a gnarl. Miss Marvel Kamala Khan also got a little teaser as well. What'd you think about that? Uh, th- this one really uh, didn't do too much for me. I'm I was no, I'm not a huge Miss Far Miss uh, Miss Marvel fan. I know she kind of like looks up to Captain Marvel. Yeah, and she stands. Not- she stands Brie Larson. 
Yeah, and, and me not really being a huge Captain Marvel fan, this one you know didn't really speak to me. But like all superhero shows, I'll still give it a chance. I'll still give it a watch. If I were to rank the three, it would be in the order I just talked about them. Moon Knight, then She-Hulk, then this one. But I think at the same time, you're right. I have been much more into the idea of Disney Plus shows than I have been versus the MCU films. Number one, I don't want to go to a theater. But number two, it's just uh, nice to have a nice little stay at home every Wednesday. Something's going to drop and you, it's just something to look forward to as a family. Yeah. You can watch it or whatever. And, and I'm still super excited for that. And again, it's not going to be coming till next summer. So we do know that that would be summer, which I don't know the slate of the other of like the rest of the year, but because she Hulk and moon Knight didn't get uh, windows or months, I think that miss Marvel will be the first of the three and then it'll go she Hulk. And then I think it'll go moon Knight last. I mean, you're, uh, I don't, either way, I, yeah, I could see it going both ways. Miss Marvel is probably first because they did show the most. Mm-hmm. And I, I think She Hulk or Moonlight, they could flip flop either or, but I mean, thankfully, they're at least 2022. I don't have to wait too much longer. A little bit of Echo News, a series starring, um, what is that? Aliqua, Aliqua, Aliqua Cox as Maya Lopez, who will be introduced in Hawkeye. So Echo will be a character that has been in comics a long time. People know about her. But she'll make her appearance in the Hawkeye series. They've already said we're spinning her off into her own series, which is wild because Hawkeye doesn't even premiere for another week so or two. No, next week. So it's, it's just wild to think that they already know that this could be a sleeper hit of a character and they want to give her her own spinoff. Um, what if second season will drop, quote unquote, soon? We don't have a date for that one yet. New logos for like Ironheart and I am Groot. Nothing really there. They confirmed Agatha is getting her own series, Agatha House of Harkness. But I know you're one to think that that's really not really a necessary thing. Yeah, that, that's the one I'm like, like in the same realm as Miss Marvel. Like, didn't it's obviously not good. I don't know. She just something about her. Like, I I like Catherine Hahn in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. I loved her in that role. I just I again maybe I think it was all the hype, all the speculation of. Mephisto and all that other bullshit. So maybe there's something to this. Again, I'll still give it a shot, but my height meter is very low. Uh, Secret Invasion. We got a screenshot of Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. So we now know what he looks like there in that series. We now know Marvel Zombies is getting spun off and coming soon. Uh, We talked about X-Men 97. Let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Freshman Year, an animated series that follows Peter Parker on his way to becoming Spider-Man in the MCU uh, with a journey unlike we've ever seen in a style that celebrates his early comic book roots. So that one's pretty cool, especially because my daughter loves Spider-Man. Just another thing for her to watch. Spider-Man is always a good thing, in my opinion. And and that show could have huge potential. It's just there's so much coming out. It's like there's just not even enough time in a day to watch all this stuff. Yeah. Updates on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Willow. Uh, what else? Yeah. Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett. We know that's actually out now. Yep. Uh, Welcome to Earth. What's that, like Will Smith's movie or something like that? I think it's a, or a series. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Ameri- it was like him and Chris Hemsworth had like their own show, them kind of doing the world or doing crazy shit. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, I think, is called Limitless or something like that, and that starts next year. That's like a National Geographic part of it. Um, that's really it. Uh, so lots of stuff that happened on Disney plus day, not a ton of new, a lot of updates to things we already have, but let's just run down our top three and then anything else that caught your mind. Uh, caught your my, mind. my number three, 
My number three, I had to change it. It's the Beatles get back. I completely forgot. As mine as mine too, it, by the way. I mean, I just the, echo the, everything you're about to say. The trailer was amazing. I mean, you got to think. This is directed by Peter Jackson, who did the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit trilogy. He had over 50. King Kong, baby. Yeah. He had over 55 hours of footage, 140 hours of audio. I, I think it took him over four or five years just to do this. It was all supported by Paul Ringo and uh, the widows of John Lennon, George Harrison. So it's going to premiere, I just want to say, three days on Disney Plus, November 25th, 26th, 27th. Each episode is going to be two hours each. And there's going to be, what, about the 42, it ends with the 42-minute rooftop concert, which I think was the last time they all performed together as the Beatles. I cannot wait to see this. Yo, real quick, um, little not really breaking news. It was 27 minutes ago. Uh, but um, Playground, I think, is their, is the developer. Yeah, Playground Games just put out a statement that in the first week for Forza Horizon 4, 10 million plus players. Holy shit. <laughs> and that's an Xbox exclusive. So 10 million players. Just wanted to point that out. Um, you can go through the rest of your list. My number two, I mean, X-Men 97. I was not expecting that. That came out of nowhere. This was a, this and the Batman animated series were the two best shows growing up as being a kid and who, who wouldn't be happy to have more of this continued on. What Sam is forgetting is Biker Mice from Mars, Street Sharks. That's fine, though. I mean, gr- great shows, but X-Men animated series just had a little, you know, <laughs> had a step above. Street Sharks was my shit, too. <laughs> And number one, Moon Knight. I I can I can't wait. I I loved getting them Daredevil vibes. Him just beating the shit out of that guy. I love the suit. It looks like we're going to see his all his personalities, including Mister Knight. Um, I I can't wait. I really hope that this kind of grows and people get behind Moon Knight, so we get either a season two and or movie movies continued with more of Moon Knight. We actually have the same list in the same order. <laughs> Not shocking with with the. Well, what was your What was your old number three? The Chippendale reboot. Okay, mine was Prey. Oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck. That oh, was, yeah. I forgot about that one. Prey is that was the, the Predator yeah, coming yeah. to Hulu. Um, yeah. I actually love John Mulaney, and I think Andy Samberg's fantastic. So for them to be Chippendale, an iconic team for me, and also a game I speed ran for quite a while. I love Chippendale. To see that them come back as a reboot, I think it would be a lot of fun. But the Beatles, you know, the greatest band ever just kind of trumps that a little bit. So. It's it, it just dude. There was just so much news where we both forgot about it and literally changed it. <laughs> there, there really was, and then same week as we move into movies, you get the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. I thought it was going to come last week. It came this week. Um, if you if you're avoiding it for spoilers or whatever, this is your time to kind of fast forward a couple minutes onto the next story where we're talking about Mel Gibson, which you might want to fast forward even more. Uh, but Spider-Man No Way Home trailer number two. What'd you think? I I thought they they went all out in here. I mean, again, another trailer that we didn't need. We we didn't need to to, to see this because they, they had our money regardless. Yeah. But just I mean, to me, just hearing William Defoe is. I mean, I, if Doc Ock isn't enough to get you there, William Defoe is. You know, there was clearly some editing done to this trailer to remove certain characters. Yo, thank you to Brazil for leaving in the. <laughs> punch to the face oh my god and once you see it like there's no denying whether it's one or two or three however many more 
Spider-Man are going to be in here. I can't <laughs> wait to s- see who it is. Because I, 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 thank God they didn't show everything. Like, you, you, you can't, like, you showed us five villains already on screen. Like, already, we're basically at the Sinister Six. It's a two and a half hour movie. Uh, I mean, it's what's it's it's next month, less than one month. I, I I cannot wait to see this. Do you subscribe to the when MJ's falling, Garfield redeems himself and is the one that saves her? I mean, I don't. I just want to point that out because then that kind of takes away from uh, what's his face is Peter Parker. I think that Spider-Man as a character gets the redemption, but I don't necessarily yeah, think it's Andrew I, I, I would. I don't think I would want to see Andrew Garfield save because that's that's not his MJ. That's, you know... I also think people are saying that's Andrew Garfield's way to be introduced to the movie. I think they could find a more clever way to do that. I, I, I agree. I, I kind of like how they... Well, I, 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 I don't like how they kind of show Doc Ock like, in that little prison. I kind of wish they... Again, I, I feel like they always show a little bit just too much in these trailers. And let, just, well, let me back up. Let me back up. Speaking of showing too much, they clearly, well, to, according to a lot of folks, they clearly edited or juxtaposed some people out of this trailer, especially with the lizard being punched. They had some people saying Miles Morales can go invisible, and that's the reason, and they didn't actually edit it. That's just Miles. Who, who really knows yet? We'll find out in a month from yesterday, so actually really, really soon. Uh, in less than a month here, but do you even think that it's true that that Toby and Andrew are back? I I really hope they both are. I I have a feeling. I think we're at least getting one, but I'm I'm really shoot hoping like I'm I'm shooting for defense and hope we get both because I. To, I don't to, think it's one or the other. I think it's I think it's all or nothing. I think I, I was going to say you we okay. <clears throat> I, I mean, think it's just that they're either both there or they're both not. To, I mean, Toby's the goat. Toby's still my favorite, like Spider Man. Yeah, it, it's tough to beat Spider Man too. That that was such a great movie. I mean, again, Garfield, his first one, I I did enjoy. I thought it was good. I my favorite thing is people freaking out. Oh, there's lizard. Oh, there might be the Green Goblin from. But they hated the movies that they were in. It's just so funny that people shit on the Amazing Spider Man movies, which I don't hate. They're they're not great. They're, the second they're not one was best. garbage. The second but. one was garbage, but it's not like the worst movie ever made. Oh. But like if you know if uh, I watched the first movie again, I liked it. But if that Green Goblin shows up again, people would be like, Oh my god, he's here. I, it's just I, wild. I do like they did a little correction on Electro. I think he looks Thank a goodness. lot better than what he did. He's not he looks blue. like Jamie Foxx, which is nice. Like he you know, looks it, like it, he's yeah. not blue. He's he's not an Avatar. <laughs> Come on, I'm just calling it like it is. Come on. If if Avatar were Pokemon and had forms or types, he'd be the Electric type. He'd be the oh. Pikachu of of Avatar. Oh, and also I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm on you know Wikipedia. I I just seen you know John Watts is is directing his the third Spider-Man movie, and I just happen to see to be announced that he's also directing the Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't know that. Oh if, yeah. If oh, yeah. we said it, I, I forgot about it. So yep. yeah, we just that was just you know something you know a little something extra. Yep, yep, yeah. Widely reported. We definitely talked about it. It's been a while since we talked about that movie. So I, I listen. I forgot. You know, it <laughs> happens. Uh, <clears throat> what other things stuck out about this trailer? Clearly, the uh, God. What's his friend's name? Um, oh, Ned Leeds. Ned clearly wearing a wig. We all know he's bald in real life. I don't yes. know if that was by choice or by you know by hook or by crook, but he that that wig is pretty bad. Oh, um, and and the the upgrade on Doc Ock's uh, arms, huh? 
Oh yeah, yes. The well, Star- Iron Man looks like huh? Stark Tech there, and and I think there's like that cool theory crafting of how did that happen? Were they always? How do they come back in the multiverse? What happened there? I think there's going to be a lot of fun things to kind of go over and figure out how these villains came back, why they came back, how they got their upgrades, why they all look really old. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. So I am. I thought this trailer was really, really, really fun. I can agree with you, though, that I don't know if we needed it. I'm glad we got it. But what about it? Did anything about it strike the wrong chord besides seeing Doc Ock in one of those prison cells, which, you know, people are theorizing it's it's the basement of the sanctum. It's whatever it could be. But I don't know where it is, but. No, I, I, it's got to be Dr. Strange's prison in, in his cauldron's basement. I don't know where, where he's got it, but I. I I'm trying to think anything else that stuck out. I did like that. We actually saw uh, JK Simmons. He yeah. wasn't like on a computer. Like he was like he was there standing in the street by a car and you know, all the best ways. Uh, other than that, I, I I'm really excited to see William Defoe again. Like I really liked him. I love him as an actor and I liked him as green goblin. I don't care what people say about his old suit. I I'm a sucker for it. So who's the sixth villain? Is it vulture? I mean, I would, I again, that would that would make a perfect Sinister Six. It would make perfect sense. I, I think uh, Michael Keaton was just, he was just on a late night show, and he was he just said, slipped out like I'm shooting some more Vulture scenes for like a, a Vulture Seeker project, and that he was filming for it. So I don't know what that was referencing to, or if it's something else. If they're doing an extra tag on Morbius or something like that, so we're, we're going to get plenty more Vulture. So I, w- I would expect we're going to see him. They're doing reshoots of Doctor Strange. You think that might be it? That, that that actually could be an idea. I mean, what what else are they shooting that Vulture could be in? Because if Doctor Strange is going to be in the Spider Man movie, then I, you know, if so facto, they're clearly in the same universe. Makes sense. No, it, makes it just sense. makes sense to me. So yeah. we'll see. I didn't even know about him saying that on a late night show. So I, I just saw like I read like an hour before we did this. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think he makes the most sense because if you think about the villains, it's Gobby from from Raimi, it's Doc Ock from Raimi, it's Electro from Garfield's, it's I forget who did those movies. Who um, was it? Chris was it Christopher Webb or whatever it was something like that. But, but it sounds right. It sounds right. Um, uh, who's the fourth one? Oh my gosh, Electro. Oh, I said him. There were five villains. Oh, Lizard, Lizard and Sandman. Lizard. So nobody from this version of the MCU, no current villain. So to me, Vulture makes sense. That way you're getting something from each kind of version. There's no Tom Holland villain. Um, so is it could it be Mysterio? Could it be Vulture? I, so I think hey, yeah, that, Mysterio, another another good one. Huh? Yeah. So I, I think, though, of all of them, I think it'll be Vulture. Yeah. I'd put money. I'd be the money. It gives Tom Holland stakes, too. I mean, obviously, he's going to fight the old ones and he's laughing at Doc Ock and everything. But where's his villain? And so and Vulture, quite frankly, really hasn't been a thing since the first movie. Since so since Spider-Man. What the hell was the first one called? The Amazing Spider-Man? No. Um, Tom Holland's first Spider-Man movie. What the hell was that called? Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming. Was it really? That was the first one? Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. Jeez Louise, yeah. And, and the one line, I, I get, then we can move on. I did like when he said, or Doc Ock said, you're not Peter Parker. Yeah, that was awesome. So I, I did like that. So which to me, which that to me, me was the confirmation of exactly. Toby. That gives me hope that we're going to see my boy. And then I I can't even say what I was about to say. So we'll just move on. Who? Okay, so who was this person? Um, you saw Gobby, but then you saw another person on what looked to be a green goblin kind of glider. 
do you think that was Harry? Do you think that that was somebody else? Like, what do you think that could be? Because that could be Harry from that could be James Franco, but he's basically blacklisted. I, from I kind of hope it's like Tom Holland from like another earth as the villain. That's weird. It's just something different. I get people it saying be, Tom Goblin. It's all it could I, be Hobgoblin. It could be the uh, the it, Green Goblin character from Amazing Spider-Man Two. I can't remember his name. The kid from Chronicle. He could be returning. Yeah, well. but I don't know. I, I just give, give us something that no one is expecting. Tom Holland. Yeah, well, I think Tom Holland would have let that cat out of the bag. He talks about everything else pretty. Yeah, he is. The, I, I'm tired of seeing every other thing he's saying. It's like, yeah, I mean. Do you want to be Spider-Man? Do you want to be in charge? What the hell do you want to do? Go rent a building, go sell, go sell freaking estate. Whatever the hell you're he, doing. he wanted to flip. He wanted to sell apartments cheaper than what they cost so he can give back to the world. Good for you. I appreciate it. I mean, like you're a man of many talents, uh, except for your performance in Uncharted. Uh, this is the movie I'm looking forward to most for the rest of the year. Granted, it's already mid-November and it might be even the, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to from a piece of art in general. I mean, like, you got Cobra I mean, it's, Kai it's almost, season four. I mean, this is this is the last big movie of the year. Yeah, yeah. You got Cobra Kai season four. The rest of Yellow Jackets. The rest of Dexter. But th- neither one of those are going to end this year. They're both going to push into twenty twenty two. So yeah, you got Halo December eighth. So like in terms, you got the Gunk December sixteenth. So y- you know you got some things left to to look forward to for the year. But I mean, let's not kid ourselves. This is the big one because the other big ones, The Matrix, and that's coming to HBO Max. So I could just sit on my ass and watch that at home. Um, Yeah, this is exciting. I thought the trailer was well made. I'm very excited for it. It got me rehyped. I was waiting for it for a while. I don't think it disappointed. Uh, Mel Gibson is taking over the directing duties for Lethal Weapon 5. They really getting too old for this shit. (laughs) But I I, I did. The only thing I'll say that I liked that he said that he wants to direct it in honor of Richard Donner because Donner did the first fours and obviously he passed um, earlier this year. I think July. Like so that. I mean, we'll we'll see what what happens. Um, yeah, I, don't, I wish. I just let, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I wish I had something else to add. I just don't really. Uh, like that, that's Gibson. cool. An update from a story uh, that we talked about last week around the Patty Jenkins Star Wars film. It seems that we were right when we said this. I bet you it doesn't come back on the schedule. And I bet you it comes out that it was not scheduling conflicts that they just didn't want to make a movie with her. And that's what it seems like. It seems like that uh, the Patty Jenkins Star Wars film and the Ryan Johnson films have both been permanently shelved. And it's not because of scheduling. It's because of creative differences. So that's just Lucasfilm just shutting them down. That we don't like your ideas. Sorry. And this is apparently a thing going back for a lot of directors and producers having issues with Lucasfilm because they, are there are it seems to be a lot of creative differences that Lucasfilm wants to go in one direction and a lot of the creatives out there want to go in another. I don't know if that's Lucasfilm saying we really effed up the sequel trilogy. We really want to get this right. Look at what our Netflix or I'm sorry, our Disney Plus things are doing for us. They're making us boatloads of cash. They're extremely well received. So maybe with the movies piece of it, they're being extra careful because they're just being so successful on the TV side and they want to try to replicate that as much. Well, as that maybe they saw Wonder Woman 84 and they just didn't get it. <laughs> no, we, we didn't like that one. Uh, we're having second guesses. How, however, though, the Ryan Johnson thing, because I agree, Patty Jenkins, not not a you know particularly good director. I don't think either Wonder Woman film is particularly very good. But Ryan Johnson does, does, did Knives Out and he's doing the sequels. And those are incredibly good. Well, at least the first one. And they're it's incredibly well regarded, which you still have to watch it. 
Um, I know I'm selecting. So I don't know what that could have been. Obviously, they might have a bad taste in the mouth from Last Jedi. He was a part of that failed prequel. I'm sorry, sequel trilogy. But why after that movie came out, they then said, you know what? Do three more. So it's like a little puzzling as to yeah. why they were committed to him. And then all of a sudden said, no, no, no. It seems like JJ fucked a lot of things up for a lot of people in the movie space. I personally think they just want to ride the TV train and the streaming train because they're just well, they don't making to, so many good decisions. There. Yeah. To me, it's like you don't rush it. Let, let you said, let the TV ride out. Think this is your time. You don't need, we don't need another movie for the next two to five years. No, take I, the time, I more. get the story right, set up your, your next trilogy, six, whatever movies you guys want to do. Take your time. You'll have all the time in the world. Andor, Obi Wan, Book of Boba Fett, Mando season three and four and five. I'm sure they're going to do Ahsoka Tom. Take my money. Take there, my money. There is so much coming out in the Star Wars space. There's going to be Jet Fall, um, uh, Last Jet, not Last Jedi, the. Old Republic? No, no Knights of the Old Republic remake, sure. But I was thinking of the one with Cameron. Um, What's his face? The the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. There it is. The sequel to that game is coming <laughs> yeah. soon. So, like, there's so much in those popular, very good spaces where movies, we're still re- rebounding from this. You can't watch a movie at home unless you have HBO Max this year. But, like, there are, we got to find a way to introduce movies to come back because even the big ones, you know, the Eternals, Dune, things like that, they're not doing the money that they would have done pre. So maybe they're just waiting to see where the world goes for that. And there's really no rush on it. Who knows? It's not my decision. I'm not in the room. I'm just thankful. I don't have to watch Patty Jenkins. See like Benny off and Weiss, Patty Jenkins gone. I don't have to worry about their star Wars <laughs> projects. Thank God. Uh, the Harry Potter cast is reuniting for a 20th anniversary HBO Max special coming New Year's Day. So just about a month and a half away. I mean, I, I felt like I always knew that they had to come back. There's no way that like this when the first one started, like it was like a huge move. The, the movies made billions of dollars. God knows what they threw out of them. I mean, what's it going to be like a, a 40 minute? Of, of them kind of just talking to or are they all coming back doing like a movie or like i i feel like they're, they didn't like hit us with too much info on this uh this would be akin to the friends reunion it'll be the big main cast members emma watson daniel radcliffe the guy who plays ron weasley some people think that was me because uh, in the younger age i looked like him um i was called Greg Weasley at my work for the first three years. Jesus. And so uh, it, it's just going to be them talking. I mean, it, it'll be still cool to get the original cast back. But J.K. I, Rowling will not be there, by the way. That's already been confirmed. So um, for obviously her political, not political, her uh, differing opinions her on important topics. Yeah, her yeah. stance on certain things. So um, I think, again, it'll be a very th- it'll be very akin to the Friends reunion where they sit around, they talk about the production of the films, this, that, and the other. Maybe get some jokes, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then we'll move on our merry way and people forget about it. So it'll be a very watched thing on New Year's Day and the following week. And then we'll kind of just move on with our lives. That's That's really all I got there because what else can it be? What else would you want? They're not making a new movie, so. I mean, Chris Columbus did say he would do that that cursed child play for a movie okay. if that ever happened. Because it's a fr- it's a free twenty million in his pocket. Of course he would. You're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> of course he would. Uh, let's move on to the TV section where we have the review, and we'll give our impressions this next week. By the way, next week huge episode two sixty one Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl impressions, uh, Cowboy Bebop impressions, and also. Uh, blah, 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 blah. What am I thinking of? What's the third thing? Ooh, uh, 
It is Hawkeye. So we got impressions of all of those things. Well, next. Hawkeye don't drop till Friday, right? Or is that Wednesday? No, they do. They changed it to Wednesdays now. It's the 24th. All right, I got to somehow figure it, it out. Drops the, it drops the day we record. So you got to at least try to watch the first episode before we go that night. Oh, yeah. What's Wednesday? That's right. Because Thanksgiving is. This yes. Thursday. Yes. We're recording. By the way, we're recording. I put this out on social. We're recording a day early next week on Wednesday. So we're going to drop it a day early on Thanksgiving. So your big commute, most popular day of the year to commute. You can have us on your car stereo. I'll try to keep that episode clean for the kiddos. We won't say. I'm just kidding. We won't say bad words that week. Um, yeah, but look, yeah, we Haw- say that. Then we, I open up with an F bomb. Hawkeye fucking sucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of that next week. But we'll start it off with the review for Cowboy Bebop. I'm excited to watch this. The day it's out now, the day you're hearing this or later. Cowboy Bebop is an unapologetic adaptation of the anime classic and manages to bring everything fans uh, love about the original to life. Unfortunately, attempts to add some original flavors fall flat and nearly threaten the whole project. Luckily, a stellar main trio and the devotion to the spirit of the original make it very much worth tagging along for this ride. A six? Seven. But it's a lot of people are saying it's closer to a five or a six because they try to do too much and they don't hit do anything. So... Uh, I don't yeah, know. I, I read a lot of reviews, and, and that's basically what it what it was. But they, they did praise the cast. So I'm really hoping that at least these three can. I, I just don't know what they were kind of going for yet. It I, seems I, to be the creative decisions that they made, or the stuff that they were trying to make new that seemed yeah. to fall flat. Um, but we'll, yeah, this is something we're not going to wait too long to have to see for ourselves. We'll have impressions next week and it's out now. So check it out for yourself. The Cowboy Bebop live action series. What I hope, what I hope is that this is not a precursor for the UU series because that thing needs to be fucking flawless. Yeah, we, we need that one to slap. And there's 10 episodes for Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I, I need, like, I need to breathe. I need you to be a 10. I need it to be a 10 out of 10. Like, I need to breathe. Oh, God, that shit. If it's an 8, I'm pissed. I'm so pissed. <laughs> if it's just if it's just really good, I'm pissed. I want it to be pristine, perfect, like a steak coming right off the grill. Actually, after a three-minute rest. Let's rock and roll. On to the next stories. The Halo series got a short, very short, very teasery teaser. You didn't see much, but you heard Cortana speak. Sam apparently missed that part. Uh, <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> not too much to say. Like, what'd you think? Because we saw a man's back. I'm and in. Heard a I'm guy, guys, but I, I'm PlayStation guy. I, I played Halo, I think, once in my life. But space, shooting, killing things, I'm in. When this releases, I'll re-up my Paramount Plus. I already canceled it. Um, just, yeah, I'll, I'll find a way. Greg, help me out. And we're good. <laughs> for the pod. You get a free seven days. Just sign up for the trial when it's all ready, like when it all comes out. I don't know if it'll be episodic or if it'll they drop it all at once. I'm sure it'll be episodic. That's how most services do it nowadays. They don't do the Netflix style. So uh, I, and I don't know. I would, But I think probably best for business if they do episodic, let the hype build organically yeah. over time. Um, but yeah, this is something that was good enough. I uh, didn't see really anything to me. It's about how does the flood and, or the, um, oh my gosh, the covenant. How do they look? Um, how does the suit look, the armor suit, the rest of the Spartans, how much do they change their armor? What, how is the special effects on Cortana look? And quite frankly, just what story are they going to tell? Are they doing some side story that you would find in a comic book? Are they doing an original story? They're doing something like reach or ODST. Are they going to retell the first game? 
I don't know yet. So it really all depends on that. If Dave Batista is not in this somehow, they failed. He wanted, be, he wanted to be in Gears of War too. So and they oh, got him Gears, in. Was Gears of War? I thought it was Halo. So it was no. Gears of War. Never mind. That was, and they that found was... a way to get him in. They gave him like a skin or something like that for multiplayer. They were yes. like, yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? And they gave it to him. That was a pretty neat little touch. But yeah. Dave Batista. I'm sure he probably would reach out on Twitter and say he wants to do this too. Who wouldn't? Um, well, yeah, he he made a tweet saying I I want me and Jason Momoa to do a buddy cop film, and then they were on a bidding war for both of them, and we're going to get a buddy cop with them too, probably the next year or two. So it's amazing what happens when you use your platform. That put it out in the universe. Yeah, or, or e begging is really what Dave Batista did, and it worked. Sure did. Uh, Netflix is making a series based in the last blockbuster in America, which is in Bend, Oregon, which is a matter of fact, that documentary is available on Netflix right now. It's really good. And Sam and I interviewed the director, Taylor Morton on this very podcast. So if so facto, this series, we kind of have ties to it. I'm, I'm just going to go off on that. Say that. Yep. Yep. No, it, but it, it, this is with Tyler, correct or no? No, I, I don't know about that. It might be very well, but I do know for a fact, however, that this is, um, Oh man, who was the guy who was casting it? Oh, oh, can't think of it. Hold on, Netflix. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I really, I kind of, I really hope he is because I know he did a lot of work putting into that his own documentary. So I, I Randall, hope Randall re- Park is in it. Randall oh, Park. oh, the him. Gotcha, gotcha. I know. Who, yep, funny. Yeah. he's the guy who plays Kim Jong Un and all that stuff. And he was in Wandavision too. He was really funny in Wandavision. Yeah, the, he's the, he's the, the magician best, cop. The best MCU show, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, we'll never agree for that, my friend. I'm sorry. When we have our top three at the end of the year, we should break off the MCU shows and do our top three favorite there. Because <laughs> WandaVision's not going to be on my list. None of them will be at the end of the year. I watched much better TV this year than that. But WandaVision, my opinion, best show this year from MCU. Maybe Hawkeye will be. Hawkeye looks really good. Hawkeye is already better. I can tell you that. Earthworm Jim is coming back with a new TV series called Beyond the Groovy. This just was announced a few hours before we recorded, I think like two or three hours before we started recording. Interplay, the company who develops new Earthworm Jim projects, they own the the, uh, rights to the IP. They announced it. Variety also had it, so it's backed up by a couple credible sources. We got about a minute and 50 of like an interview-style teaser of it. We don't have any information on the platform. We don't have any information on a release nothing we just know it's earthworm jim beyond the groovy i know i'm pumped i know our friend anthony pinno's pumped we love earthworm jim do you have any attachment to the character like very little but nothing that's like <clears throat> going to make me run and watch this tv series didn't just, jim carrey voice him or something like that in the first anime to be honest i was never really like a fan like that so i don't know shit about earthworm jim Oh man, his games are wild, especially Earthworm Jim One. It's just a wild. I think I remember playing the second one, and that's about it. Genesis, probably, maybe Super Nintendo. That's about probably it. Genesis for you. It was Genesis for me. That's I didn't have a Super Nintendo until I was older. But anyway, uh, I'm excited about it if it actually comes to fruition. Great that it's in development, but a lot of hurdles have to be crossed. Has to find a home. If Halo can't find a home for fucking five years. What about our throne gym screams? I'm going to pick you up. I don't know. This is probably like a <sighs> Paramount Plus. I don't know. Hulu. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If they can bring back the Animaniacs, they can bring back Earthworm Jim. Very similar in tone. Seems fitting. It's very similar in tone. Now, let me take over in gaming. And before we even say this, for this game, I knew the rendering images when it was like, Here's what it looked like, and here it was now. When I when I looked, I was like, they're, 
now looks worse than what it was back then. <laughs> so let's get the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the definitive edition review. Now remember, we read these reviews. Impressions are our own. Reviews are from IGN. Their words, not mine. Verdict. It sucks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's no question that the three games in this GTA trilogy are all-time classics, but they've unfortunately been remastered with a ham hand instead of a love fist. This is the single silliest thing ever written on paper. Uh, new wow. feet. Yeah. Wow. Nice attempt at being funny. Nice attempt. <laughs> That's a Ryan Cunningham joke. If I've ever heard one, Oh my new God. features are slight and only partially implemented. The visuals are mixed. Performance is inconsistent at best. And some content is missing. There's bugs and glitches abound. In its existing state, this collection of three classic GTA games is far from becoming considered definitive. It's defective, disappointing, and disrespectful to both the legacy of the games and their many legions of fans. Four. Five. And I would say it's probably closer to a three or four if you're playing on the Nintendo Switch. They are just the worst. Why? Okay. If you're Rockstar, why are you even going to release something like this that's not even finished? They, you know why, Sam? Because of 100% money. This Didn't was they a cash take a grab. stab at, at cyber, uh, Cyberpunk about like releasing a game when it's not finished or something? I thought I read something like they took a stab and now then this happens. I don't know. Maybe just take two overall did as opposed to rockstar. I don't remember that, but I do know this, or I should, I shouldn't say I do know. This is my speculation on why this is a piece of shit. My guess is because the team that developed these games was not rockstar internally. It was the team that does mobile game port, like mobile games and stuff. So what they did was rockstar. They have mobile games out there. So they could, they have preexisting things. Obviously the PlayStation two versions of these games as well. So they probably took the lowest bidder. They probably said, all right, uh, who's going to give us the most or the, I'm sorry, who wants the least amount of money from us to do this, this team that does mobile games. Perfect. You guys just make something that, that works, which, you know, they almost failed to do. <laughs> it, it barely, it doesn't even work. And don't play the switch versions. Like you're just going to be wholly disappointed. They are horribly, horribly flawed. Um, and they said, you're going to make it for the least amount of money. Great. Let's put it out there and let's just get our cash grab because they were going to sell. And then, I don't even know if they're ever going to fix them. I don't know if there's going to be any dedication to this craft of like, we got work to do. Let's make these great. Or yeah, sorry guys. This is, this is just PS2 games being PS2 remasters. It's just, this is what you got. Cause like when it rains, you can't see the screen. The rain is white. So like, and they're thick lines. Like it looks just dreadful. Um, there's glitches. If in GTA three, if you move your car back and forth on the road, if you wiggle your car, your car mysteriously gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever seen. The Switch version is damn near unplayable. So as as excited as I was for these, and as a matter of fact, San Andreas is installed on my Xbox right now because it is on Game Pass. So, you know, I'll be able to just check that one out for free. But when I saw the gameplay, I watched about an hour. And when I looked at the reviews and just went on Twitter and saw the glitches, I was like, man, that's going to sit on my hard drive for a while because I have no rush to play it. None. I have a couple games I'm running through. Um, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond comes out, and then Black Friday is going to be here. I'm picking up Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm picking up Astral Chain. I'm picking up Ratchet and Clank. So, like, there's going to be plenty of stuff I'm going to play before I get to, to GTA 
San Andreas. The moral of the story, do not spend your money on this piece of shit. Just go on Twitter and have a good laugh instead. Exactly. Now, looking forward to getting your impressions on Halo Infinite's multiplayer. And the cool thing is, you don't need to spend a cent on this game if you don't want to. It is completely free to play. You don't have to be an Xbox Game Pass subscriber. You don't have to have anything outside of an Xbox or a PC on Steam. And you can play the multiplayer for free, uh, which is amazing. Uh, I want to say... In the first 24 hours, there was over 275,000 players at once just on the PC version alone. Jesus. And that's just not like that's wild to me. And then you add in the millions of Xbox Series X and S's out there, including myself that were playing this. You have probably close to half a million people playing this game at the same time. And and you got to think right now, all the big YouTubers, Tim the Tapman, Dr. Disrespect. That's all they're playing right now is Halo, and they're loving it. I watch gameplay. It looks fun as hell. So it just is. seeing yeah. seeing them people play, watch them, just it's just drawing more people playing and playing it. I haven't had this much fun in, in multiplayer Halo since Halo 2, and that was back on the original Xbox. And that's and it's funny. I was going to say that's why I've been hearing like, a lot of people say Halo 2 was the best Halo game. Oh, not even close. Like The yeah. multiplayer for Halo 2 is a an 11 out of 10. It's a pristine, perfect multiplayer. And that's two, three consoles ago. You have the Xbox One the 360 and so like you're going back to the og xbox what's that 2004 it's been over 15 years since we've had good like great truly fantastic halo multiplayer at least you know excellent and that's what this is it feels amazing the guns play sound fire wonderfully the movement's great you got the grapple hook now that adds a completely different element but you can only use it four times in a round like they don't just let you grapple everywhere they limit it to make it strategy like strategic uh the maps are fun for the most part i played on all of them i don't remember all their names there's one that's like a downtown streets area and there's another one that's like an abandoned mall type deal they're my two favorites um any game that i got didn't get to play any map I didn't get to play with people, I just turned on bots and I just played with bots um, there. And that's another cool part. You can turn on bots. You can make them super hard. You can play any game type you want. So even if you don't want to go online and get like, you know, Rest. torched by a 12 year old <laughs> and like talk shit on and make yourself feel like a lesser person, you can just go play on bots and they're, they're hard. You put them on hard. I was like, they're bots. They're all stupid. Let me just crank it up. And I suck at Halo. Let me crank it up. And I got, Pwned, as the kids say. I think one of them teabagged me as a fucking bot. Oh, Jesus. So it, was, it was so much fun. I loved it. It makes me so excited for the campaign. I put it out there on Twitter. Apparently, a couple people agreed with me. Uh, I think the final number was 750 or something like that. Hey. Um, so thank you to all of our new listeners that came to us from finding my tweet. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun to just sit there for 24 hours. Like, oh, oh where's it at watch now? Your, watch your phone go nuts. Yeah, where's it at now? I turn off notifications because I hate that shit. But, you know, I'm a sucker because I was checking the tweet itself every fucking hour. <laughs> it's like, how many people hit the heart button so I can feel better about myself? Uh, yeah, that was a thing that happened. But a lot of fun. Definitely go check it out. Again, free to play. Completely free. You do not have to buy the battle pass or the premium battle pass. Nothing like that. You can just log on, connect with some friends, get a fire team going, and play a few rounds of multiplayer. You don't even need Game Pass. You can just go play it completely free. What a win by 343. Congrats to Xbox. Congrats to 343. You owe it to yourself to play some Halo. Now, next up, we have our favorite. We have October's 
NPD. The top 20 best-selling games of the month of October are as follows, and I quote, Stink. Stank. Stunk. Uh, Again, remember, no digital here, especially for those Nintendo games. They don't do the digital sales, only physical. So most of these Nintendo games would be a spot or two higher, if so, facto. Number 20, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number 19, Mortal Kombat 11, which is awesome. Uh, Number 18, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Number 17, Miles Morales. Number 16, Minecraft. Number 15, Animal Crossing New Horizons. They had a direct on Animal Crossing in October. They announced the new DLC and stuff. So people bought a bunch of those to to be able to get ready for that. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is number 14. Number 13, Ghost of Tsushima. Number 12, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. By the way, it's the last Call of Duty game on the list. Wow. At At number 12. And Vanguard is down 40% year over year in sales. So it's not doing great. Hopefully the call of duty train is finally dying along with Activision and blizzard. Number 11, Mario Kart eight, number 10, NBA 2k 22, number nine, new to the list, NHL 22, number eight, new to the list, only available for two or three days. Mario party superstars. Jesus Christ. Number seven, new to the list, Marvel's guardians of the galaxy, by the way, going to be on sale for $35. I feel like that is not a good sign. No, it's a great sign. It's got amazing reviews. It's up for a bunch of game of the year nominations, and it's really great. And people are saying it's the best story of any game all year. So I'll be picking it up. I just think it's a great deal. I think it's only Walmart, and Walmart will sell anything for a dollar. So number six, FIFA 22. Number five, Demon Slayer, Ketsu no Yaiba. Kimetsu no Yaiba. I'm sorry. I know how to say it. I'm just refusing to. Number four, dropping all the way down from number one. Love to see this. Madden, NFL 22. Number Oh, and by the way, the top three are all brand new to the list. Number three, Metroid Dread. Oh, I love that. The best-selling Metroid game of all time. It had the best launch of any Metroid game. It doubled the sales of the previous best-selling Metroid game. That's so, madness. Yeah, so it's and it's already over a million. So... The congratulations to Mercury Steam and Nintendo. And it's nominated for a Game, game of the Year award from Game... I'm sorry. I'm ruining one of our next stories already. Uh, number two, Back for Blood, the Left for Dead kind of spiritual successor, which is awesome because that game's on Game Pass, and it's still number two. Jesus. So you know that PlayStation is having a fucking field day with that game, and that's, that's great to see. That's going to be $25 on Black Friday. So if you think about picking that up... And number one, new to the list, Far Cry 6 from Ubisoft. Oh, wow. Okay. Good for Far Cry. I mean, they, 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 I guess they have their cold following that they're still there for it, even though I didn't really hear great things about it. Uh, it's the best-selling Far Cry game, and I think a little bit has to do with, um, oh, my God, Gustavo Frank. What the hell is his name? Please save me tonight. Uh, Garnacio Espinito. <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito. Um, yo, today, yo, I think again, Sam said Ignacio. Uh, I'm making up stuff. Yo, I, I, I have a little bit of a migraine. You're not feeling we're battling through this. And it's my section too, which I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Oh, by the way, the Switch is back on top for best-selling console after uh, one month off with the PlayStation. So good so to see that. At least PlayStation had one month out of the year. Xbox had one too. That was in July. Eh, people forget. Bandai Namco <laughs> announced Dragon Ball, the Breakers, coming to PC and console 2022. Never thought I'd get a PvP 4v1 
fucking Left 4 Dead Evolve. Yeah, I, I Friday the Thirteenth style Dragon Ball game. Yeah, I, again, I, and I love Dragon Ball. I'm, People are I, psyched on this. People are know, psyched. You get to beat up Cell and and just Boo, go play Boo. Budokai. Go Kai, play Kai, Budokai. Tank Budokai Tenkaichi. There's Budokai two. Then there's three. There's then then there's Tenkaichi. There's plenty of games to play the same shit. So to me, I, I'll I'll pass on this one. Uh, multiplayer online. I think that's what was missing outside, like from those random, like the normal fighting games, like even Fighter Z or even like Kakarot. What you're missing is that really cool multiplayer element outside of just a fight. And yeah. so when you can have a four v one get together with a bunch of your friends and oh, I'm gonna play a cell or boo or whatever, yeah. and the other guy's gotta go kill. I think that adds a different style of Dragon Ball game that we just haven't gotten a ever be something that we needed. I don't care what it is, just a new type of Dragon Ball game is exciting for me. It's not something I'm gonna be getting, but it's nice to see them at least going and trying something new because we both know a lot of franchises, especially in a pandemic world, are playing it pretty safe. No, you're not wrong there. The Saints Row reboot has been delayed from February 25th to August 23rd. Normally, we're like, hey, take your time, make it great, do all this stuff. I got a bone to pick with this one. And and it's, you may, you know, you might call it trivial, but I have a pretty big bone to pick with this one, in my opinion, is this game was just announced at either Summer Game Fest or Gamescom. I think it was Gamescom, which was in August. So you announced this, you unveiled it for the very first time in August, and you said it's coming in February. And then you delay it mm. three months later to fucking August. So you're talking about six months of a delay for a game you just unveiled. Why on God's green earth <laughs> in August would you put a date on this game? Yeah, You did it the same reason God of War did it, was you wanted the pre-order sales. And that bothers me to no end. They knew they weren't going to make this date. At least say what you want about Nintendo's shitty business practices, the fact that they never put their games on sale, blah, blah, blah. The thing they've done right, the one thing they've really done right during this pandemic is they do not and have not announced games early. They have made us wait and wait and wait and wait and agonize over First, these games. First, you waited 20 years for Pokemon Snap 2. And they de- then they deliver it quickly, like very quickly. Hey, Paper Mario. It got announced in like June or May for a July release. Zelda Hyrule Warriors. It's got announced in like August for November. And then they made it. They're waiting to unveil these games until they know that it's going to be ready. They sat on that Kirby game for years. Metroid Dread. That game was four years in development before they said anything. Can you keep a secret for four years? I can't. Hell no. They announced it in June and it came out in October because they knew they would make that date. And that's the one thing they're doing right. We might be suffering as a fan base by not hearing about these games too far you know, in advance. Like, where's Mario Odyssey 2? Where's the new Donkey Kong game? I don't know. But I do know that they're not going to delay many or anything. Now, they did delay Advance Wars to the spring after they gave that a date of December. So they're not infallible. But I've seen way too many times where people like God of War, like this game, like Advance Wars, they just want the pre-order sales because they give it a bullshit date and then they delay it anyway. I just... I have a bone to pick with that. All of the Game Awards nominees have been unveiled. Like 30-something categories. I don't give a shit about 28 of them. Um, I don't There's give only a two sh- that we care about. I don't give a shit about esports. Give me a break. But the six nominees for Game of the Year 2021, according to the Game Awards, are as follows. Deathloop, which will be $25, I think, or 35 on Black Friday. It takes two. From Hazelight. 
Psychonauts 2. Available now on Game Pass. Ratchet, excuse me, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Resident Evil Village and Metroid Dread. I'm going Metroid Dread. Uh, I don't think it has a chance, unfortunately. But so that's I already voted. Seven million people, by the way, voted in the first 24 hours. I hope it's Metroid Dread. I'm praying it's Metroid Dread. It's my game of the year. Um, but I think it'll be Deathloop, unfortunately. Well, hey, God. nothing wrong with being an underdog. Come on. How amazing would it be if Metroid Dread wins? And I haven't even played it, and I hope it wins. God, it's so good, Sam. Oh, it's the best Metroid game ever. I, it's 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 right up there with Super. It's right up there with Super. I, wow. I can't I can't call it the best yet because it's it's still so new. But God, give it a year, it. it'll be the best. God, I love it. And the last story we have in gaming, WB officially announces multiverses launching in 2022 as free to play. And like PlayStation's all in on it. They're coming out with videos on their socials about Shaggy from Scooby Doo and all this fun shit. Like we thought the roster that we had leaked and put out there was crazy but no it turns out it's even wackier because Arya stark is a playable character we who the hell would have guessed that i will give all credit where credit is due when we came out with our top three characters we'd want in a wb game godzilla this that and the other we got a couple dms from people that gave us hours and our friend tyler the corner view put out the night king wow He's the only one who put a Game of Thrones one out there. I got to give him all the respect. All right, for that Tyler. One. We hear you. We see you. He, he might not have called Arya, but he did get the one who killed the Night King. So shout out to you, my friend, for at least getting the franchise right and the one who ended your dude's life. But you got Arya Stark, Batman, Bugs Bunny, Finn, Garnet, Harley Quinn, Jake the Dog, Shaggy, Steven Universe, Superman, Tom and Jerry, Wonder Woman, Rhine Dog. And more coming soon. There's going to be an ever-expanding roster because it's a free-to-play game. Where they're going to make their money is the costumes, the new characters, the new stages. So they're going to put a base game out there. They're going a little bit different from a Smash Bros. clone. They're making it more of a co-op Smash Bros. clone where you're playing 2v2 and stuff like that. In Smash, you can do that, but it's not the emphasis. So, and of course, there'll be single player. But Kevin Conroy coming back as the voice of Batman. John DiMaggio as Jake the Dog. Uh, who was the other one I sent you? Uh, Matthew Lillard coming back as Shaggy. Shaggy, yeah. Like, they're going all in here with the voice cast, so that costs a lot of money. So you have to imagine they're pretty quickly and aggressively going to be hitting us with new characters, new stages, new music tracks, and new things to buy, you know, outfits and stuff like that. And they're going to make their money. But coming in 2022, launching on console and PC, it's cool to know that these this leaked thing that was so crazy to be true turned out to be true. I, I know. I still can't believe it's real. Sam, take us home with your Weekly Wada. <clears throat> weekly Wada this week is a game I know we both played, and I, I, I'm i sure you, you had to beat it. It's God of War 2, or the PlayStation 2. I never. have it sealed in a Wada 9.6. Never beat it. Plus. You never beat God of War 2? Uh-uh, I got like halfway through. I th- honestly, it could be one of my, eh, besides probably the newer one, it's definitely one of the best, um, just gameplay-wise. This is the first party Y seam. This was 2007's PlayStation's Game of the Year at the Golden Joystick Awards, developed by Santa Monica Studios, directed by Corey Barlog and David Jaffe. Um, <clears throat> IGN, again, just give it a goddamn 10. They gave it a 9.7 out of 10. Game Informer gave it a 9.75 out of 10. And just like, guys, give it a, give it a 10 out of 10. It's, it's the Game of the Year. 
<laughs> IGN called it the swan song of the PS2, which <coughs> makes sense. It, it was coming on the last legs, and it was fucking amazing. And one thing I did like about this one, this this one came in a two-disc set. That the bonus DVD included like deleted scenes, voices of God of War 2, the God of War music, and bringing God of War 2 to life. So I'm always interested in the behind the scenes, how it got started, what were their ideas. Um, <clears throat> again, this is one of, one of my favorite franchises of all time. 2 is is one of the best, obviously, if, if it's raved about all, all across the board. Um, in June 2012, Sony reported that it sold more than 4.24 million copies worldwide. It's funny, like that doesn't seem like a lot at all when you when we talk about Nintendo. They're selling 15, 20, 30 million copies, and you're like a little four or five million, and it's like, oh my god, that sold so many. But it, it was a game that again, I, I I have got a war, have got a two. Um, either the rest of my God of Wars are PS3s and PS4 and why they don't grade them yet. So I will just have to be a little bit more patient, but now to have the God of War one and two, both in a nine, six, a plus seal. I'm pretty happy about that. I ain't going to lie. Uh, yeah. It's like the only God of War game I never finished. Like, and that's crazy. Greg, seriously, like pause everything, go dive back in and beat this. Like this game was so much fun. I didn't love, like at the time, I remember too, I was in college. I didn't love the old God of War formula. I just didn't. And uh, I just, something something about it. And so maybe it was because I was, I just bought a PlayStation 3 and I was like, all right, I'm ready to put my PS2. Dude, it it was was literally only ass and the life of the PS2. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I can't, I mean, it was 2007 or eight. I can't remember why exactly I did that and made that horrible decision to not finish that game. But it is still something that I have not finished to this day. So. I uh, appreciate you bringing that one to the table. I love when you do the Wadas because it's most of the times for me, it's a blast in my past. Um, so again, appreciate oh, everything. I, I think you'll, you'll, you'll dig next week's weekly Wada also. Looking forward to that one. Our Thanksgiving episode, which you might think it's a slow news week, but again, Cowboy Bebop impressions, Hawkeye impressions, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl impressions. So tons of stuff that we're going to be playing, uh, watching, listening to over the next week that we're going to be able to give you on 261 plus all the news that hits over the next five days. Looking forward to giving that to you next week, but that will be for 261. This was episode 260. We'll see you next week for episode 261. Sneaker Vela can fuck all the way off.